All right, guys. Um, thanks again for tuning in. This is, uh, you know, a, I guess a special episode a little bit. This is number 30, uh, episode 30 of the Low Side Podcast, um, over about a, maybe a year and a half window. So it took us a little while to get here, but slow and steady chugging along. And uh, really excited for my guest this week, uh, Mr. Dave Baisden. Uh Dave is, uh, you know, a lot of things. Um, a dad, husband, artist, golfer, entrepreneur, all the above. Um, and he's kind of made a name for himself uh, in the, the golf community here uh, recently. So Dave, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Great to uh, great to be here. Great to talk to you. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to um, just kind of dig in and, and have a good conversation. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. And um, I don't know if you've listened to any of the previous episodes, but um, kind of where I like to I start. Have. Yeah, kind of where I like to start is um, you know before diving into to where I know you're at right now is is just kind of. Give me the origin story and and uh, kind of the elevator pitch on on who you are and kind of your uh, your you know minute to two minute story. All right, yeah, I am. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm a dad of two two kids. Um, my wife and I have a daughter who's ten and a son who's seven. Um, we live in Charlotte, and uh, we uh, I I'm a graphic designer, kind of by trade, not by schooling, but um, I kind of learned on the job at an engineering firm for years, and um, I kind of have always just kind of had a creative brain. My dad is an electrical engineer, and my uh, brother is a civil engineer, and so I kind of saw how they work, and I knew something was a little different, but <laughs> I uh, definitely, my mom's side of the family is, is really creative. My granddad painted, and my mom uh, paints and sews, and my sister paints. Anyway, there's just a lot of a lot of pieces to that, and and kind of started learning that creativity to me was more than um, just kind of a fun thing on the side. It was it kind of something I really needed to explore because I was it's like I needed that outlet, and, um, and so yeah, I think over I guess the last four or five years now kind of really tried to explore that other than, you know, just kind of growing up, always doodling and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, just worked as a full-time engineering firm as a graphic designer, and now this is uh, becoming something I never imagined. So this is it's fun to talk about it. Yeah, and, you know, I, I feel lucky um, because I, I'm not a creative in the sense, I, I tell people this all the time, I'm not a creative in the sense that, you know, I can put a pen to paper and I can do it, um, but I do think I'm a creative in the form of storytelling and um, in being a creative thinker, and I, I, I worked in an agency, actually, for um, a little over a year, and so I got to spend a lot of time around creatives and graphic designers and user experience designers and just got to understand and see kind of the way that they think and they view the world. Um, and I think the common theme that I noticed is that all of those people had that ability. And I think you tapped into it a little bit, uh, from a very early age. Um, I guess if I had to ask you, like, when did you know you were talented or that you had a skill as a, an artist? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, 
And I totally, I totally agree with the idea that creative is not, when I say that, I, I don't mean, um, I, I think just for me, it's more visual, like, you know, to think as a creative in music and writing and, you know, all those things. I think, I think everybody is, is creative in some format. And for me, visually, um, I think, I think there was a time as a kid, I think I would, I would sketch cartoons. Yeah, I would, I love Calvin and Hobbes and I love Garfield and I would just try and copy those, those images. And so I think what I realized that that was fun for me and that I, I would, had to work at it and then I would eventually get what I thought um, was something I, I wanted to look at, you know, and it looked like what, um, you know, the other artists had created. That's kind of where I, I think I started really um, find you know that was fun and I would you know, I'd want to keep doing more of that. So it was pretty pretty early on I think that I would say um, I knew it was something that I enjoyed doing and wanted to always get better at. And I think I just viewed it as a hobby, not as anything more than just something you did for fun. You know, I had to. So, yeah, I think. But but it was much later before I ever thought about exploring anything in a way that I would share it with people. If that makes sense, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't feel like I really had a, a voice to share. I just thought I, I liked drawing. So that's kind of if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it, it does, and and you know, I'm interested to know, um, like, when did you, I guess, find that voice or or find that um, kind of tug to where you were like, okay, you know, I know I've been doing this a long time, and I know that I'm pretty good at it, but now I, I want to put it out there for other people as well. What what kind of led to that? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question because I don't think it was me necessarily. I think it was. Um, Specifically, a guy, a guy that I went to church with, he was kind of our creative director. He was just really good at um, seeing seeing who he thought I was and kind of what I wasn't sharing. And so he, he just really pushed me to um, explore that and share. And then he, he kind of gave me a project to work on, and it was... Um, there was guidelines around it, so it wasn't it wasn't some grand idea. It was it was just a small project that he wanted me to really focus on and share. And so it was really someone pushing me to say, "Listen, you you're you're more than um, capable, and your actually your voice needs to be heard." So um, that's pretty humbling to have someone push that you know, for me to just say, you need to do this. And he didn't know what it was going to look like. And, I, you know, I certainly didn't know where this was going to go. And, um, yeah, so it was definitely someone else seeing that in me. So I think, um, you know, even with my kids kind of learning, you know, what kind of things that they enjoy, it's kind of, it's really exciting to think about how other people can, you know, how I can impact other people and how, you know, um, just to, to see where, you know, somebody's voice should be listened to or could be listened to that they're not sharing. So 
Absolutely. And um, I think just because you say it's humbling for somebody to encourage you to put yourself out there and uh, kind of share a, a piece of yourself, really, um, I don't think that that makes it any easier. So um, yeah. it's still difficult and you're still kind of jumping off the, the cliff without a parachute. So kind of even deeper to that point, what do you remember about that kind of first step off the ledge without really knowing where you were going? Um, I really, it was a lot of support. Like, um, you know, my wife obviously knew, um, what I was wanting to do and she, she was super supportive and, you know, there were times early in our marriage where, uh, you know, I'd come home from work and she could clearly tell that I had done something creative at work. Um, you know, and in an engineering firm, it's not always, um, super <laughs> creative, but they, they really allowed me to explore, um, you know, just, I would do 3D rendering of our interstate jobs. Um, so it was basically Photoshop on, you know, an aerial photo to show what a road would look like. And um, so those days were like, clearly she could see a difference. And so when this, this kind of project started, um, or even just the idea of painting regularly, she was totally supportive. And so, um, yeah, I think it was, for me, just realizing that as people would see something that I shared, um, it wasn't like, hey, that's, that's great. You're doing a great job. It was like, man, that's, it's really neat to see how you saw this. Or um, I didn't see that the way you did. It's really cool how you... Um, explore that idea or whatever um, so just kind of seeing those getting that interaction from people around art was something that totally scared me but totally surprised me how how um, encouraging people were and um, so I think that was the biggest yeah the biggest factor in what that looked like after kind of taking that first step so gotcha yeah and you know I when I think about like, you know, how I, I found and heard about you, it's it's funny. I, I see your pieces and, and just different things. I don't like sometimes I don't even know what they're for or what they're going towards. But like your style is so recognizable now um, that I'll see it. And it's it's probably been like a year now. I, I think maybe um, Jay Revel was the first person that I saw some work from. Um, I guess the thing that comes to my mind is like, so obviously you had a skill and, and then, you know, you kind of opened yourself up to sharing it, but when did, um, golf kind of become the niche and why? Yeah. Um, so I do, I do a lot of illustration work as well. So, um, and through my work and through, um, a couple of things, I, I take notes and it's visually. So, um, it's funny, I started, I would take, um, I would kind of watch the majors, and I still do this kind of as a daily recap of each major. I don't know if you've seen them. It's kind of a, it's kind of a cartoon version of each day of the major. Yeah, I so, did see that. Um, so it was, it was just a fun way for me to kind of capture something that I really enjoy. So, you know, I love watching golf, of course, and um, never kind of put the, the two together until really kind of started thinking of it as 
kind of started having, you know, just this desire to create, you know, so as an outlet. And painting was what I'd always, drawing was easy because it wasn't messy. You, you know, could sit around and draw. But painting always was something that I said I could do, never did it, just because I didn't, I didn't feel like I knew everything I needed to know start. And then I knew I was going to have to clean up and the kids were, you know, it was like kids were messy. I was getting messy. It was like, this was not going to work. So I just put it off. And then one night I was like, you know what? I just, I got to start doing something. And so I just pulled out some watercolor, old watercolors that I had, and a, you know, a small piece of scrap watercolor paper that was laying around and um, just kind of started painting. Uh, and I guess it was probably about this time of year, maybe four or five years ago. And so the masters were, you know, definitely on the brain. And uh, so I was painting just some golf scenes and um, some fly fishing stuff, just kind of, I love being outdoors, hiking, um, kayaking or anything like that. And so kind of those scenes were, were just kind of what I started exploring. Um, and then I would say, well, you know what? I'm doing this, I may as well share it. And so, of course, Instagram was um, was huge for that. So definitely, I, I kind of started on Twitter sharing, but Instagram became so visual uh, and easy to kind of scroll through, obviously, and, cap- and you know, kind of capture those moments um, and share was, was key. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, and from there, it was, and it was, um, you know, one person, uh, Graylin Loomis at Link Magazine. I, I, you know, every time I talk about my story, I have to mention him because he, he just saw something. I don't even know what he saw, but he saw something in me that um, clearly I was new to kind of this golf art scene. And he, he was just like, your work needs to be out there. It needs to be seen. So he wanted to put it on a, his personal um, website project he was doing, and, um, yeah, from there, this is kind of kind of been nuts. Yeah, you kind of touched on two points in there um, that that I wanted to get to, and and you know, one might be what you just mentioned, the others around social media, but. Um, you know, you said four to five years ago and, and you mentioned just doing it for fun and, and then putting it out there. And then you mentioned, I, I think you said links magazine, um, out of all these, out of all these opportunities or, or those early opportunities, was there one moment that sticks in your mind? Not necessarily where you're like, okay, I, I've made it, but one moment where you realize like, okay, things are probably going to change from here moving forward because of this. Yeah, I think um, I mean, when so when Graylin asked me to do it, he commissioned a couple paintings. Um, one of uh, St. Andrews and um, one of Cypress Point. And you know, I had I had never kind of tackled any kind of iconic course, any kind of imagery, you know, other than just kind of simple things that. Um, I just kind of wanted to try and create. So it, when he asked for those, it was, it was a little overwhelming, but to go to, to kind of tell myself, okay, I'm going to put everything I have into this and try and do this and see what happens. And he, um, so I sent him the images, loved them. 
you know, did a quick little interview for his site, and I put it up, and, you know, when I looked at it, you know, a few weeks later after he got everything up, you know, I was next to, um, I believe, Wybranski, Linda Hartung, and um, several other um, just kind of career golf artists and, and some art, golf architects who have, you know, are clearly creative and visual you know, as they sketch holes and stuff. So he, he had a lot of uh, names up there that I was clearly uncomfortable being next to, but at the same time, I was just kind of um, kind of excited at that possibility. And like I said, he, he, he you know, would tell me, Dave, your stuff deserves to be next to theirs. So um, to never have, I mean, to have grown up and people, you know, reacted to my work, you know, and said, you know, I was talented or whatever, but to have someone say that your your work deserves to be next to the person that I would have looked up to and kind of admired where they're taking their career is pretty amazing. So <laughs> I would say that moment was, was pretty key for kind of just saying, yeah, I think there could be something here or something, you know, this, this may go somewhere. Well, they're, they're definitely not wrong, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's, uh, uh, it's kind of one of those, you know, it's one of the daily battles. I mean, even during a, in the middle of a painting, you know, it's constant. Um, I mean, golf is a mental game. Art is a mental game. You know, to say, I'm going to push through uh, this painting that, I don't know, if it's, it's going to turn out how I want it to or not, but to keep pushing through. Um, so the guy, a painter that I followed the other day said that, you know, you paint, you don't paint until it's done, you paint until it's right. So you mm. kind of keep pushing and then you, you know, a painting kind of comes, comes to life at a, at a point, which is pretty exciting to see. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like writing a story or anything else. Sure. Um, and yeah, this is off the cuff, but I, I've always heard, and you could, I could see how that could drive somebody to insanity or drive them crazy. Um, I've always heard that painters, this pertains to you in no way at all, but <laughs> I've, al I've always heard that, that like painters, I think, and maybe one other profession were like the two highest percentages of alcoholics uh, from an occupation standpoint. <laughs> So I could see how sitting around looking at a painting that you want to be done, but you know isn't quite there, would uh, maybe drive you to that, just like uh, watching your uh, watching your golf score climb up. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's uh, I don't doubt that that's the case for sure. It's, uh, um, there are moments where, yeah, I'll be in the middle of painting and I just I'm like, why? Why am I even trying this? You know. So um, it's not my livelihood. You know, so maybe maybe that saves me a little bit. If I would, um, you know, maybe one day. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that related to you in no way at all. That's just like one of those random, <laughs> random facts you hear that it just sprung to the front of my mind there. Um, just check on me in a few years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we don't hear from you for a while or you, you switch gears yeah. completely, I'll know what's up. Um, no, the other thing I was going to ask you, and you mentioned it too, was, um, you know, social media, probably Instagram primarily, uh, and, and I'm privy mm -hmm. to it, I think, because I, I'm always looking for it and, and I'm in it kind of day to day. Um, 
as you very well know, and I mean, as you'll very well be a part of this coming weekend, there's kind of this golf um, crew and fraternity that kind of exists on uh, Instagram, again, primarily, as I would say. Um, how has that really, you know, I know the impact and in, in the role it's played in, in, you know, me getting to where I've gotten. Um, how, mm-hmm. how has it impacted you and allowed you to kind of um, stand on, on, you know, your pedestal, um, through social media? Yeah, I think, I think it, um, I mean, it's probably much like you, kind of along the way, things like, you know, a person here or there kind of takes you the next step or kind of carries you kind of to the next, um, moment. So, you know, where Grayland was kind of a starting point, um, you know, Akbar, uh, Seamus, uh, kind of uh, took it to a different uh, space and really kind of said the same messages. You know, your your work is is something that we want to be a part of, and and that we're excited to work with you on some projects. And so that was clearly exciting because I love their work, and um, you know, and Zach. Uh, Blair with the ringer is kind of one of those um, guys that supports a lot of artists, you know, and so to be uh, uh, someone that he looks to for some creative um, product for his, his work is really exciting. So, you know, I know um, uh, Josh Bills and um, several other artists that are in the space, uh, I think, clearly benefit from, you know, guys in that group or on Instagram that kind of share that work, you know, so it's, yeah, social media, I mean, it's a game changer. I I don't, I can't imagine doing what I'm doing without, um, you know, those those connections, friendships, relationships, however you want to describe some of those, it's pretty funny to, um, look this weekend should be. It'll be interesting because I, I was there in the fall and didn't know many people at all. And um, to kind of get to know them there, to interact with them, you know, on social media over the year uh, the, or the last few months, um, it'll be fun. You know, when you take those those connections into real life, is, is always really cool to see. So yeah. Um, I've always told people that like the beauty of this whole thing, you know, whether it's myself or yourself or anybody else, um, is that social media and maybe it's the good thing and the bad thing. Social media makes you feel like, you know, more people than you do. Um, and the cool part about that is like you said, when you do get to translate that into a a tangible relationship or tangible experience and and you end up, you know, getting to, to do that with these people that you already feel like you've met. Um, it just kind of broadens your network of, of people you have a shared interest with. And it's pretty cool what can happen when you, when you put that together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know when we met, um, in Orlando, it was, um, I mean, I certainly had listened to your podcast and seen your, you know, your gear, which is super cool. And, you know, but then to meet you in person, um, I mean, I just remember talking about LSU, you know, and the SEC. <laughs> so, you know, you, you start making connections. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's really cool how those, um, those connections. 
become something, which is it's a, it's a small world right now. Yeah, and it's also organic. Like, none of it feels fabricated, at least to me it doesn't. Um, and I, I think that's the sign of, of people approaching it the right way is it just all happens organically. And, and I'm sure that's how the Seamus relationship came about. Like, nobody had any agenda. It was just like, hey, you know, here's what I think here's what I have in mind, what do you think, and these things just kind of evolve from there, and, and it's been really cool, um, whether it's you, or it's Jay, or it's, you know, Sugarloaf, or just all these other guys with, you know, similar ideas, just different ways of expressing them, it's just so cool to see mm-hmm. just how people kind of put their own spin on it. Yeah, it's, I don't, yeah, it's an exciting time to kind of be, um, you know, in the golf realm, I think there's just the number of storytellers, um, the number of outlets for that, you know, just keeps growing and the quality is just, is, is really, really cool. So yeah, Jay has been, I mean, he was, I, I had, I guess I had done some work with him. Um, and we just, yeah, met in person at, at the ringer in the fall and, um, just a super guy, and his, yeah, his voice is, is unique, too. You can kind of initially, I mean, just off the bat, you know, he's writing that story, so. Yeah. What, um, you know, this is a separate from golf entirely, you know, I, I just from a, a business standpoint and a, a creative standpoint, um, and, and just kind of a transition of, of new media versus old media, like, why do you think that that most people, um, and I've seen it in every industry I've ever worked in, um, whether that's big companies, small companies, golf companies, financial services companies, it doesn't matter. Why do you think that so many people, uh, especially business people, fail to realize so often that creative and that branding and that art and design is, is the variable to, to really setting yourself apart? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I think um, I think it's kind of an unknown. Maybe you can't can't really measure it. Um, I mean, even you know, I'll get requests to do logos or you know, branding work, and I love doing those projects. And um, I've got a few that I'm working on now that I mean, they're really fun, but you you can't ever really put a number um, around the amount of time it would take. To do it right, <laughs> I don't know how a creative agency or branding agency does that. I've worked in one, um, and how they, I'm sure there's, you know, a system to do it. But um, I think, yeah, I think the creative side and kind of telling that story is, um, it's kind of an unknown. It's hard to, it's hard to, kind of, it's hard to put that into the numbers, I guess, is, is what I would say. But, like, um, I don't know if you, so my wife and I are, help uh, run a coffee shop here where we live, and um, we, us and two other families started it, and when we started, when we were figuring out the name, you know, it was, we had several names to choose from, and um, the one we went with, told the best story, you know, that's what we wanted the story to be. And you could, you could just kind of, it stood out because 
it was more to the name that just a name that sounded like a good coffee shop. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the the name the name is Branchman's Coffee, and it you know our story is to the Brakeman is the guy that trains slows it down, and so we want people to come in and slow down. You know, <laughs> like moves fast enough. So come in, slow down. So there's yeah. So the story is is a big part of it, and I love you know I love golf writers that that are you know Jay, one of them, and uh, you know so many that are just writing good good stories that help us to just stop and read those words and tell the tell the stories in which, you know, if my um, illustration or my painting is kind of part of that voice, I'm super excited to be to be doing that. That's awesome. I'll uh where you're not in um are you in Charlotte or Charleston? Where are you at out on the East Coast? We're in yeah, we're in Charlotte. Um sure. we're kind of in a little small town that's basically connected to Charlotte called Matthews, North Carolina. So um, it's a little old, old town um, just outside of Charlotte. Well, I don't know how many people will listen to this. Um, it might just be like my dad and somebody else, but um, <laughs> well, I'll get I'll get him a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. That's Whoever right. does listen to this, if you're in North Carolina or you visit uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, I know I'll look forward to stopping by the Breakman at some point. That's a cool story. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I mean it's fun that I, you know, to have guys that um, have family on Instagram through my art come through and stop at the coffee shop. It's been really, that's been really fun. It's kind of a, a new surprise when they see, you know, kind of where I'm at and what we're doing. It's pretty fun. Yeah, and so um, you know, we've been on art for a while, um, and you know, your artist is focused on golf. Um, how often do you actually get to get out and play golf? Uh, this year more probably than I have played in the last 10 years combined. So I think, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things, you know, as a, as a parent, um, for me, it, it went way to the wayside. It was only a, a recreation thing for a long time anyway. Um, and it still is. I mean, it's just for fun for me, but, um, kind of as I started painting golf and started having, um, you know, meeting more people who wanted to play and it just kind of, that, that desire to play more and more, um, just keeps growing. So yeah, this year, uh, you know, I've met several guys, um, here in Charlotte that we've played quite a few times. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I would say right now about once a week, so that's pretty good for me. And, um, you know, it's, uh, um, Definitely a growing habit. <laughs> I'm a data too with a, a after work, you know, hobby slash business slash, you know, time consumer as well. Yeah. I, I'm pretty impressed with once a week. Like if I get nine holes in once a week, I'm I'm doing good. So Yeah. Yeah, it's usually nine holes and it's early in the morning after I drop the kids off at school or something, I'll run out and get nine. And that's for me I love playing in the morning. Um but yeah, I followed Jay, uh, Jay Rebel's advice to put a flag or a, I have a shovel in the backyard that I chip to now. So um, <laughs> any of that, just uh, yeah, just to keep hitting the ball is, has been a lot of fun this year. Yep, I get a lot of uh, a lot of ghost swings, uh, and I'm I'm kind of in my head wherever I want to be, but I'm usually just like sitting in the driveway or next to the grill. Yeah. <laughs> 
she loved sports. She played softball and basketball, and um, I, I get a club in her hand out in the backyard every now and then. That's been a lot of fun to um, kind of see her just explore. And her her class actually went to the first tee today for a um, a school field trip, which was a lot of fun to hear her talk about that. And she was telling the coach some of the some of the things I had taught her. And <laughs> Like, I don't know if you need to be telling him this, but okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you look at the game differently now that, you know, so much of your your time, you know, is spent drawing golf courses and golf architecture? Do you see things differently while you're out there playing um, now that you have that, you know, with you as well? Yeah, I think I do. I think, you know, I would say prior to any of that, um, there was just there was no I don't think there was any appreciation really for what it what went into designing a course and so um, to have painted some of the places I painted that I'll probably never get to play um, you know is it, pretty wild to um, yeah kind of kind of learn a lot of that along the way um, when I went to. Sweden, because in the fall for Zach's event, it was it was pretty eye opening to actually play a course with that much um, intentionality put into the design. I guess is how I would say it. Um, so I definitely look look at courses or golf as a whole differently. Yes, um, but I don't think I fully understand that yet, um, just because of um, maybe my limited experience on courses that have been so well designed. So I think I'm looking forward to what that brings in the next, you know, couple of years. Um, I'm pretty excited about exploring that more. I think that's a, a you know a great question, and it's one that kind of is at the forefront of what I'm doing. So to think through what that means and what you know how how that's going to impact me even more pretty exciting yeah do you have a uh, a favorite style of course to shoot or or not to shoot <laughs> i'm thinking of photographers to, to paint or to draw or to uh to play is there like a, a, a certain type of design no I don't, I don't know that there's a certain type of design i love um you know i'm from originally from south carolina and my mom uh was from charleston um my dad is from Wilmington, North Carolina, so kind of coastal. Um, I think I have uh, the water is always calling me, so I don't know if I'll end up on the coast or not. But um, yeah, I think I think courses that um, that I really want to see in person, like Kiowa and um, some of the Low Country courses, are um, kind of. I think when I when I started painting, if it wasn't golf. That I was painting, I was painting uh, coastal things and marshes and um, stuff that kind of really spoke to maybe who I was. And so, kind of when I connect those two, those are the the most enjoyable, I would say, for me. I, I did a painting um, for uh, a lady, a commission that was a gift for her dad, and it was a uh, Kiowa, uh, the their river course, hmm. and. Um, it's probably one of the my favorite paintings I've done. 
and um, it, there's not much to the thing, uh, but it, I don't know. It was just it. It was kind of painting the trees that I knew. It was painting the the, uh, you know, the marsh kind of thing that I, that I knew. And so some courses that I paint, um, I try to put my own style on it. But clearly, I think ones where have I've either been to or played or um, just kind of have that extra connection. It comes out in the paint. So I'm excited to to play some of those places. So I've been invited to, you know, to play Kiowa. And so um, Pinehurst, hopefully soon. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to what what changes that will make him in what I'm producing. So we'll see. All right, man. Well, um, I got a couple last questions. I asked these to everybody. Um, okay. So you might be ready for them if, you, if you've listened to a few. So you, you got a head start. But um, I, I know you're a big <laughs> South. I know you're a, a big South Carolina Gamecocks fan. Uh, yeah, right. I, I I always ask everybody this question: What's your favorite sports moment you've ever witnessed? Mm-hmm. Well, I. That would be tough for a Gamecock fan, but... <laughs> um, and it, it doesn't have I, to be specific to the Gamecocks. I just, I figured that's no, where your I mind know. would go right well, away. That's where, I would, that's where I would want to go. And, you know, when you, when you pick beating Alabama in the middle of the season, that's, that's, that's not a real big highlight. So. <laughs> I rem- I, hey, I, re- I remember that game. I would say when the Red Sox won the World Series, I grew up, a Red Sox fan because my older brother was a Mets fan, which was our local um, minor league team in Columbia. They were part of the Mets organization, and so he liked the Mets, so I could not pull for the Mets. So that was 86 that I started pulling for the Red Sox, and that was uh, was not a good year to start pulling for the Red Sox, <laughs> but there, there never was a good year to start. Um, but when they finally when they finally won, that was, that was pretty fun. Yeah, to be able to, like I went, I went to Fenway after college, and you know, kind of making that trek was pretty, pretty amazing. So, yep, that was uh, the fall of two thousand three, I believe. Um, uh-huh. And I remember specifically uh, staying up from game four on every night till like one in the morning, watching every single one of those games, and that. <laughs> Until game seven, like every pitch of game five or four, five, six was like you could feel the tension on every single pitch. Oh man, unreal. Um, yeah, and that was like I, you know, it's funny. I just had Zach Davies on. He's he's a starting pitcher for the Brewers um, last week, and you know, baseball. I think as an adult, especially for me, it's kind of fallen by the wayside as a fan. But like that was probably the peak of me just being enamored by the game of baseball and that that series was so good and so historical yeah it's been hard since that moment i think it's been hard to stay in with baseball for me it was like it was such a big deal that um i never thought would happen you know and so yeah it's a struggle to keep up with baseball that's hard yeah and i think everybody I have a good buddy who, um, he's an illustrator. He grew up, uh, known each other for a long time, but, uh, he does a lot of illustration work for Major League Baseball. 
<laughs> How do you spell his last name? Is it R O C H E? Uh, I think that's right. Okay, and well, you said you said Ken or Kevin? Kevin. Okay, I gotta check this guy out. All right, and then um, last question, man. I ask everybody this, uh, and, and it's always kind of my uh, the the last you know page of the uh, the podcast is what keeps you up at night. appreciate you coming on again and thanks for taking some time um two i'm extremely excited to, to finally get my hands on some of your pieces and again i might have two listeners i might have two thousand i i never have any idea honestly um but for any for anybody who's listening um if they hear the interview and they're intrigued by your work and they, they want to kind of see what it actually is uh where can they find your stuff at yeah you can um on instagram it DP Bays underscore art. Um, I have a website, DaveBaysden.com. Um, but definitely Instagram and, and uh, Twitter's the same. Um, so definitely those two places. And um, yeah, I'll definitely uh, share a link, you know, for a few people, uh, you know, that follow me, follow you, then, you know, get somewhere. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Dave, uh, I appreciate it, man. I'll look forward to uh, not just talking up through a microphone and, and, you know, meeting in passing, but uh, getting out on the golf course one of these days. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Um, yeah, definitely appreciate the conversation and uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you again soon. Good deal. All right. Take care.